Hello, everybody. This is Phil speaking, and this is the second episode of the podcast, or I guess the first one since the first uh, uh, audio I uploaded was more of a trader. Um, my first guest uh, and uh, for this podcast, podcast will be uh, a really good friend of mine. Um, he is Antonio. Hi, Antonio. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Glad to, to meet you all. And glad to, to Filippo for hosting me. Thanks so much for coming, man. It's a, Thank uh, you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure for me. So uh, we are first going to start the, how do you call it, theme song? I don't know. The, whatever, the theme song. Yes, introduction song. The introduction song. And then we're going to start. Let's go. So darling, darling, don't stand by me. Please don't. Stand by me, please don't, don't stand by me. Whenever you're infected, don't you stand by me, please don't stand by me, please don't, don't stand by me. Alright man, so the theme for today, so I, I said in my trailer that the podcast won't have a uh, theme throughout all of the episodes, but I will pick some uh, specific themes for each episode. And the, and the uh, theme for this uh, episode will be the cuisine and cooking. Which I is, love it. Exactly. It's your main passion. I also really love cooking, but it is your main passion and I really wanted to speak about it with you. I would say it's my passion because I had two sports and kitchen. I failed in one and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm pursuing the other one, let's say. No, but you don't fail. You're you're a great footballer from uh, <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> okay, man. So, I really wanted to ask you first, what is your favorite dish and your favorite ingredient? Well, my my behavior and my and my relationship with the kitchen starts since a really long time when uh, when my grandmother was uh, like everyone I think grandmothers were um, played a fundamental role in our uh, food education. Um, also, my grandfather was uh, initiate me to the to the topic. I remember when I went I was going fishing with my grandfather. Every type of fish uh, was uh, passing through our uh, sight in that moment in the sea because I came from a little town in south of Italy. But going uh, um, to the main topic, uh, my favorite recipe. Uh, recipe and my favorite dish uh, it's uh, parmigiana di melanzane why it's a complicated dish not a summer dish that we most likely do during summer so it's a funny thing because uh, you need uh, boiling oil to fry aubergine to fly to fry eggplants um, and after you assemble it as, as such a lasagna and the, be- the the good thing about this plate is that uh, stays in the fridge for one week there's nothing can destroy him there's nothing that uh, can let him perish and there is uh, there is a good thing that you can eat it forever um it's a nice plate but heavy 
heavy as hell. Uh, <laughs> that's why we, we make it in, in summer, because we like things to be more complicated. Uh, it's a good plate to bring with your friends um, while you, you eat uh, in Pasquetta, which is the Monday right after right after Easter and uh, it's a big plate the tradition of our, of our kitchen is, uh, is especially this it's uh, uh, being with friends and sharing the plates yes. not assembling them in the, in the, in the plate um, Absolutely. at this point my, my favorite ingredient also slightly linked uh, with, with parmigiana di melanzane it's uh, tomato it's uh, our tomatoes a yeah. wonderful i would call it fruit, as definition says, it's a fruit uh, or it's a vegetables. Uh, in the taste, uh, it's, uh, it's suitable for everything. If you think about uh, our, if you think about our kitchen, our tradition, we use it for mostly for uh, salty and savory dishes. But if you go outside Italian boundaries, uh, they use it uh, as dessert. They make juices. If you just think about the tradition of the UK with the Bloody Mary, yeah. uh, tomatoes, why? Because our tomatoes in south of Italy, such as all the uh, coastal places in Italy, uh, are particular. They, are, um, they, they make growing tomatoes with uh, salty water. Yeah, but they're, coming they're also, from the they, sea. They're the symbol of the Italian cuisine. Yeah, sure. yeah, there is uh, there is amazing tomatoes all over all over Italy, yeah. and they are using multiple multiple plates all around our tradition. So I would say tomatoes uh, never had to to be missed in my fridge or outside. Yes, uh, I, I honestly I would agree, and also I would especially agree with the thing you said about the heaviness of the dishes at the beach, for example. Yes, like people that go to the beach and bring a little sandwich no to the beach you need to bring something fried something that after you cannot go to the sea and swim like again five yeah. hours <laughs> because if not you would die yeah you need uh, to give your mother the opportunity to tell you no where are you going you have to stay here you have to wait fucking three hours for exactly. for the for the for the food to be to be to be done to be like, done <laughs> yeah if, if you don't do that it's not summer for me exactly okay. yeah no nice nice like uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Like I think. Tomatoes... And what are your favorite? Uh, what about you, Filippo? Uh, what yeah. are your favorite recipe plate ingredients? So I really agree. I mean, I love parmigiana e melanzana. I love tomatoes. But for me, the real dish, the real recipe that encapsulates the essence of the Italian cuisine, is actually cacio e pepe. Lovely dish. Man, Lovely. I dish. mean, it's also I mean a Roman dish, so it's in my heart. But like it really so this dish has three ingredients spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti uh, cheese pecorino and black pepper but it's that's incredible it, man. that's it and it's incredible because it, it really as i said it's, it really represents the essence of the italian cuisine because italian cuisine is simple it's very yes. simple and it, but it brings everything from all of the ingredients so if you use pecorino you don't just use it like that you make a cream with the pecorino. You toast the black pepper so that the black pepper actually gives everything of its aroma. The flavor to the dish. Exactly, exactly. And with only three ingredients, you create one of the most incredible pasta dishes ever. It's so good. It's so good. And so this is my favorite dish and my favorite ingredient. Okay, now it's going to be weird and everything. And, and I know people will make fun of me, but I think it's flour. 
but it's not because I can eat it. It's because it it composes flour. because it composes most of the like most of the things that I love: pasta, pizza, piadine, uh, like all of the like cakes. Like it's such an important like it's something you always have to have. And in my opinion, also just making pasta, homemade pasta, which is so simple, like so so simple. Like some for every hundred grams of flour, you put an egg, and you get like a, and it's really easy to make some pasta. It's incredible. You get right to the it, essence of our cuisine. Exactly, and right you make, to the point. Exactly, and you make some really good dishes with really simple recipes, only because you made yourself the pasta. But well, whatever. But yeah, that's lovely. That's a lovely ingredient. Uh, as I said, it's the essence of everything, and. It's the most uh, bought items um, ever, if you think about this. If you go back in the, in the years, back in the centuries, uh, uh, in trading markets and trading places were basing their economy activity, uh, activities upon flour, such things like flour really? and bread. If you think about the inflation, uh, an economical thing that nothing had to, uh, to, to have with the, with the food topic, uh, why a lot of countries went, uh, went, tr- went through the inflation period back in the times. Because now we are measuring the inflation with the essence of our, um, of our uh, trading items, such as oil. Back in the yeah. times was flour. Flour was the sense of everything. When the price of flour, so the one of the bread, were going up, it, will, it meant that uh, the country was not, facing, was not facing a good period. So it's the essence of everything. I'm glad that you brought up uh, this, this ingredient because we can do only a podcast about flour. <laughs> it's gonna maybe be next thing. time. It's gonna be yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> I don't know if people will appreciate it, but we'll see. We'll they see, will. We'll see. They, they will. will. They will. If it's told from us, they will. Of course, uh, <laughs> man. Also, like talking about the fact that you know, like how you you brought up how you know these ingredients uh, were so important back in the days. How? But let's talk about more cuisine back in the day. Like how cooking was important it's so important now but it's also was also so important at the times of like the romans or even before like yes maybe, like when i don't know like the paleolithic like, yeah like, honestly, <laughs> even the paleolithic thousands and there it's thousands and thousands of years that cooking is in the center of the not only not only of surviving because you need to eat food but also of the uh parties and just uh sharing love with people yes Yes, um, we didn't invent anything. We didn't invent anything new. Uh, back in the time, uh, cuisine and kitchen and gathering people together were the essence of everything. Even during war period, uh, back in the Middle Age, back to the Vikings uh, in, uh, in the 99th century, um, when enemies were going to the court uh, of the attacked, attacked um, threatened uh, emperor, emperor uh, they were offered uh, a dinner before fighting. And back in the Romans, uh, uh, there were those, uh, those amazing things, uh, these ban- bancali, uh, when, uh, when they were gathering together and eating, and eating, and eating, uh, like no tomorrow, with dance, with du- music, um, yeah. lying. We didn't invent anything new. So that's the beauty of, the, of our history. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's crazy. It's beautiful how these traditions, especially with recipes, just stay 
stay in time, you know, like, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And I think yes. I, I also think, for example, like, let, let, let's think about uh, cuisine and art, for example, right? Like you can see the, uh, the in the last dinner, you know, the last dinner. In last the supper. Yeah. In the last supper, sorry. Last supper in the, the painting. Like the, that was this one of the most famous paintings ever. And, the, the, you know, the, the, the main, like the, a dinner, a dinner basically is the symbol of, uh, you know, love and sharing and sharing. And, you know, when Jesus Christ gave the bread, he gave his body to the, to the people in the, during the supper. And it's only also because I think the food, sharing food and cooking for people is the most important, uh, the, the, one of the most important ways you can share love with people. Leonardo did a lot of masterpieces. Leonardo did a lot of uh, things, but why? Why is I think one of his most famous masterpieces is linked to the kitchen, linked link to the cuisine and the gathering power of it. Uh, it's just a little. Um, if you went, go back to the Bible, uh, to the ancient uh, scripture, um, the, the the Last Supper is just an episode yeah. brought and enhanced by Leonardo um, in this way. One of the it is not a painting of I don't know three thirty centimeter by sixty. It's a huge, yeah. it's a huge painting. So imagine the effort of painting that. Why focusing on the Last Supper? It's an amazing moment. I'm dining with people that that loves me, with people that I love, but I'm eating also with the, my traitor the guy who will betray me. So this is an important meaning behind it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, present Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree. And so people, if you want to make people happy and show them your love, cook for them. Especially in this moment right now. No, Antonio? What do you think? <sighs> this moment, uh, it's uh, really particular right now. They are forcing us what, uh, we would have accepted in, a, in other moment if we were not forced to do. Yeah. I mean that we are forced to be we are forced to be in the house uh, in this particular moment. Uh, we would have appreciated it uh, in another moment, but not now. Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, so I think I think in this moment, for example, I I don't know. I try to like now. I'm I'm currently living with my mom and. You know, we're both in lockdown and stuff and for me even cooking for her just like i don't know let's say not even for dinner let's say it's uh, uh i don't know it's 4 p.m and i made some bread you know like i don't know i cook i made some fl- just some bread myself with flour with flour <laughs> my favorite <laughs> ingredient and i i give her some bread like, with some i don't know butter or i don't know some pesto and stuff like that's your I lovely pistachios best my lovely man that. that's my my best <laughs> ingredient my best recipe no yes. but it's just uh i don't know it just it can just really make your day especially in this period where you just stay home and uh it's it's difficult to keep your mental health uh, straight you need to find things such this podcast to to keep your mind busy yeah that's what you should do all the time um it's difficult to be by your own 
yeah. with your thoughts. And that's why we need to find whatever makes us satisfied, whatever makes us happy, because sometimes we are away from our, uh, from the people that we love. Yeah. Um, and especially in this period of quarantine, I would like to associate it uh, with food and with the essence of the ingredients without forgetting that this is um, needs to be taken like a normal period, not like an holidays period, because this period can be misunderstood, such as all the holidays, we tend to gain weight, we tend to don't do sport activities. Yeah. I'm, not think, I'm not here to, thought, to, to th- talk about that right now, but to be careful to what we eat and what we consume as well, Absolutely. With, with the limitation of the historical period that we are living in. I, uh, I absolutely agree. And I think there are so many ways right now, I mean, you can find so many recipes online, but like of making healthy and low calorie recipes, but actually also like very tasty recipes like that are also very, very, very good. Like, I don't know, do you have a, for example, do you have an example? Of a good Just bring up to my mind uh, what I've done a few days ago. It's uh, a king prawn salad. Oh. Nothing, nothing special, nothing special, but extremely tasteful. Uh, I had those uh, uh, pre-boiled shrimps that uh, they are anonymous. They, once you open the, um, um, that the plastic thing on the top they they even smell a bit bad they remind <laughs> me of the of the shrimp you used to f- catch fishes uh, during summer always back to the sea to my origins um <laughs> but if you use them if you do the primary source in the right way bringing back them to life even they are uh, three times death um bring them back to life with the different type of uh, of cookings um, this is a salad um, that i want to to share with, with you uh, with the simple ingredients salad mm-hmm. whatever salad it's in your fridge especially the one that is kind of brownish because of the oxide <laughs> oxi- oxidation uh, tomatoes of course yeah if you have an avocado and uh, maybe uh, maybe cucumbers yeah. maybe cucumbers um, and i add a bit of uh, a bit of apple apple butternut uh, because i had this apple that was like like the 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 dying uh, like uh, the the the, the bucket, uh, the basket of Caravaggio, uh, <laughs> of the dying uh, fruit, uh, the death fruit. Yeah, yeah. It, it has a, it had a bit of you know scrabbles, um, a bit of holes. Yeah, inside. when it's a bit brown. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. you see like, what should I do with this? Yeah. Or do a cake? Yeah. Make a cake yeah. with the flour, our famous flour, or make a salad. Bring exactly. back ingredients to life, uh, to life. So what I did, this is a more, let's say, fine, uh, fine approach with the shrimp. Uh, I make them back, I brought them back to life with, uh, with a bit of uh, smoked gin in the pan. Um, huh. Yes, so I prepare a marination, a marination, I don't know if the English term is... Uh, marinating, yeah. Yeah, I let them marinating with, uh, with the orange, mm-hmm. yeah. with the uh, red base, pepper whatever you have a bit of mint and a bit of thyme you can put whatever you have but let those shrimps swim oh, yeah. in the marinating um <laughs> let them swim once again last time um <laughs> and after throw them in the pan with a bit of olive oil yeah uh, back to the med- med- mediterranean tradition um 
And after you smoke them with a bit of liquor, can be a cognac, because cognac is a nice pairing with the oranges, uh, and with a bit of gin. Uh, you bring them back to life, and at the end of cooking, uh, like about five minutes, you add all the marinating uh, juice that you have left over. And you create this, uh, you make them, uh, you take this juice to the restriction uh, period, so you add this uh, glass glass around uh, with the, the, those uh, glaciation uh, like a donut um, around the shrimp and after you add it to the to your beautiful salad and the marination uh, itself bring a sauce to the salad yes it's as simple as it is man it sounds amazing no truly <laughs> honestly i might try it because it sounds so, so, so use good. what you have in the fridge Ex- but, or outside but that's the thing that's such a good point though like i i don't understand the people that like see some salad and you no know, it's brown and they just throw it out it's so like no guys don't do it unthinkable it's it, it, these ingredients like they still taste absolutely fine you just need to maybe treat them in a different way like find uh, some alternate way alternate alternative way to to cook them I don't know, for example i always think of um Bottura, Bottura is a uh, like a starred, uh, a starred, <laughs> my mentor uh, is a starred chef, but he, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure he also wrote a, a book about leftovers and about how to deal with leftovers. Blue Star Michelin restaurant, uh, Michelin chef, uh, Blue Star, yeah, exactly. He has three, three stars, no, but, but yeah, but yeah, three. but yeah, so he, like, he, for example, uh, loves uh, doing pestos with different things, like. I don't know, for example, you don't have pine nuts, right? You can use walnuts, or if you don't have nuts in general, you just use breadcrumbs to give it the, um, to give the uh, sauce some substance and to actually yes. um, to connect, uh, to give it a bit more crunchiness. And uh, I don't know if crunchiness is a word, but you, you, we you can. get me. Uh, we can. <laughs> and Everything's all Exactly. Or like, bit, bit, oh, if you don't have basil to do the pesto, use parsley or i don't know mint maybe if you want to make it a little weird or make it red make it a red maybe pesto. a red pesto with tomatoes sun-dried tomatoes like bull pepper bull pepper there's so many things you can do and i think honestly when you when you actually do something with your fantasy and create something new that's where the actual great dishes come out of because if not, you're always, you're always used to the same things and your brain and your taste and your mouth gets bored. If you actually yes. stimulate it with different tastes and different ideas, yeah, you, you actually, I don't know, you find some real good dishes. I don't know. But yeah. I completely, I completely agree. I completely agree. Take out everything that you have in the fridge. Yeah. Take a minute for yourself. Think what you can bring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Think what you can take out. Even the skin of orange can be can be such a, a beautiful, a beautiful ingredient. Absolutely, absolutely. Like every even the even overcooked pasta. If you I don't know. Yes. Overcooked pasta. You can actually mix blend that pasta and make some what you called pongo. No, it's uh, yes. it's like a little dough, <laughs> and with this dough you can make uh, I don't know like some. Uh, panzerotti or some uh, fried uh, dough some fried pizza that's lovely yeah, I don't know. yeah. Uh, but yeah I, but i actually know that now bottura is doing some um, instagram lives no 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of chefs they are um, entertaining uh, their followers on the social media right now. It came to my it came to my mind uh, Chef Barbieri, Bruno Barbieri, which is a one star Michelin uh, chef uh, that in his way gives uh, some recipe, but is uh, not uh, the best thing right now because he brings up uh, all strange ingredients. Maybe he can have, but normal yeah. uh, dying people cannot. <laughs> but Bottura is doing something especially. Uh, something special is bringing to to our phone to our uh, social media the essence of the food they are doing uh, a live every night at 8 uh, 8 p.m with this family um showing us us how you can assemble a plate with leftover and literally it's only leftover. He re- keep repeating. Uh, he keeps he keeps repeating to to his um, to his guests and to to his followers that is not a masterclass. It's not a, 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 a cooking show. It's just come in my house. I open my door, especially to my kitchen, um, and I show you how you uh, how you can do. Yeah, and how you can actually exploit these leftovers, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly, it's amazing. Oh. He used the skin, uh, potato skins, to make a fantastic soup. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. Like, it, it, uh, that's another thing: potato skins. Something people that just throw out, and I think sometimes it's even like the part, the the most uh, crunchy part. Uh, of course, uh, of the potato. All the skins has uh, magnific, uh, magnific uh, potentials uh, behind. Yeah. If you don't like to eat it, use it for your skin. Yeah. No. Ah. Yeah. Really. What, what can you do? Just putting on your skin, or um, you know, there is there is this amid, there is this, uh, this let's say a starch. Yeah, thank you. This starch um, in the skin of potatoes uh, um, that makes uh, makes your skin softer. Ah, nice. Just watch a movie and put some ski potato skin. No one is watching you. You are in quarantine. Don't forget <laughs> that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch a movie and uh, eat some mint, uh, some mint pesto, and uh, yes. rub some uh, potato skin into my into my skin. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. quarantine is gonna get game weird. changer com- compared to, to to the classic cucumber on ice. Cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thanks. No, honestly, uh, I can I can I conclude this podcast podcast by saying by saying, guys, cook for other people. Because they're gonna, I mean, over, actually, with for the for the people that live with you, if you're currently quarant- doing your quarantine with another person, because these people will appreciate it and will actually make their like day. Uh, actually, maybe cook with them because now you have the time to do it and you it's an opportunity to explore new recipes and stuff. But also, guys, eat healthy and use leftovers because, especially right now. It's really good not just to go out every single, every three days to go shopping and it's not it's nice. nice. Just and fair for exactly, others. Exactly. So just use leftovers and eat healthy and uh, spread love with cooking and food. Do you have anything to add, Antonio? Kitchen is love, guys. Yes, kitchen is love. Cuisine is love. Oh, Antonio, thanks so much for coming. It was so interesting, honestly. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Filippo. Bye. It was a pleasure for have me. A, uh, have a... Let's go Let's eat. Go eat. <laughs> I got, I'm hungry now. Okay, have a good rest of your day. See you, man. Thank Bye. you, too. Have a nice day.